Hey, hey, Rebel Women, how are we doing today? I feel like the combo we're about to have is probably a combo that, you know, a lot of women want to have with us. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like this is a conversation a lot of women often want to have with us because it's the way that we typically move and wanting to have the conversation with us about what happens when decisions don't make sense. Yeah. And this convo is so important to me. Like this hits so close to home for me because a lot of the way that I was raised was to make the decision that does hold the most value in terms of sense, in terms of logic, you know, like you literally weigh logic against logic and the choice that makes the most logical sense is the choice that you make. Being on this journey inside FEM and as a woman and with our community, all of our listeners and everyone who's reclaimed their power and really started to know themselves on this deep level knows that we don't make sense. And I kind of want to fucking punch the guy in the face, you know, who one day long ago told us, oh, let's make the decision that makes the most amount of sense because. I mean, how much power did that guy steal? Oh, how much power did that guy steal? And as you're sitting there and it's like, make the decision that makes sense. All I can visualize is making a pros and cons list, like making the pros and cons list. And how many times have we had the experience where you've made the pros and cons list and there is a million reasons why not, you know, like the list that's longer. You're like, that's not the decision I want to make. But now I have this proof in front of me in writing that tells me what decision I want to make. And when we make that decision, because it makes sense, because we let logic dictate, because that pros list is bigger than the cons list, we often very much go against our intuition. We go against our intuition. I was talking to one of my clients about this the other day, actually, she had put some options on Instagram for like different colors of green that she wanted to paint an accent wall in her living room. And she put it up in the Instagram poll. And she was like, what about this one? And what about this one? And what about this one? And I was like, her name's Alice. And Alice, if you're listening, I just fucking love you. And I was like, Alice, which one did you choose? Like, did you choose the one that they told you to choose? Or did you choose the one that you like? And this is how we tend to weigh logic, right? Which one gets the most votes? Which one has the most pros? Which one has the least cons? Which one's going to be the path of least resistance and the easiest thing for me to do? And sweet Alice was like, fuck no. Every time someone voted for the one that I didn't want in my heart, it just solidified the no. Like it helped her respond with her own intuition. And I don't know how many of our listeners can relate to this, but I know for myself, you know, in the early days, particularly trying to understand my intuition and trying to get to know Queen's sacral and feel my way back into my body to make these choices and get out of my mind where the logic lives. It was often other people's responses to my desires and people's responses to my choices that really helped me solidify what I wanted for myself. And I think that this is just such a cool example of ways that we can reclaim that, 
right? Reclaim that desire that we have within us, right? Reclaim that want and that voice. Well, I feel like it's sometimes we truly don't know which one we want, which one to choose until the thing that we really want is like getting taken away from us. It's like you flip the coin, right? You flip the coin. You're like, if it's heads, I'm going to go to New York this weekend. If it's tails, I'm going to go to LA. You flip it and it's heads and you're like, motherfuck, I wanted to go to LA, but you didn't even know it until that coin showed you, right? That's right. My husband loves to flip coins and I'm always like, no, fuck flipping coins. Like ask yourself, you know, ask yourself. But if there is a situation where I do love to flip a coin, it's for that reason, right? Like if I can't hear my intuitive voice, then that coin sure as hell is going to show me what my intuition is really trying to say, you know, or when you're like, Hey, Jack, what do you want for dinner? And then you're like, I don't really care what we have. And then I'll be like, okay, well let's have sushi. And you're like, oh God, not sushi, you know? And it's in these conversations where we can actually self-identify like what that choice is. Yeah. And then that's when it's like, okay, so if you're going to go down the road of flipping the coin or making the pros list and the cons list, can you actually then go with your truth? Can you go against what that answer is? If that's what you're feeling called to do in your soul. Right. So actually let's dive deeper into that because I feel like, you know, typically I, sometimes it's like, I just can't actually tell what my taste buds want. You know, I can't tell what mood I'm in. I can't tell what the vibe is or what I actually feel like eating, but often it will, will be something like, well, I really want sushi, but it's all the way across town. Or I really want sushi, but I'm going to sushi next week. So I shouldn't have sushi today. Or I really want sushi, but with all the kids here, that rice sure as fuck makes a huge mess. So like, uh, uh-uh, you know, it's like all of these reasons that are steering you away from making the decision that you really actually want to make. And that's where that daily logic or even that unconscious logic starts to come in and make those decisions for us rather than us stepping in as women to really ask ourselves, like, if I cleared all those shoulds away, if I allowed myself to hear what I really want and get clear on that, even if it's all the way across town, even if it's, you know, the annoying thing or the more expensive thing, or I'm going there next week, like, can I actually allow myself to make that decision? Can I allow myself to speak it out loud? So see right here, how we deny ourselves, how Mm. we push the things we want further away from us when it doesn't make sense. Like you are pushing the thing that you want, the sushi further away from you because, you know, because your little whiny bitch human doesn't want to get in the car and drive. That's right. Right. Or it's going to be more gas or it's not going to make sense. Or maybe there's someone else in the room who doesn't want sushi or it's the harder choice. And this is what we're talking about today. I love that we got here by, you know, talking about dinner. (laughs) Like how many people, though, actually hate deciding what to have for dinner? This is a really common conversation. Everyone hates choosing what to have or make or decide what to have for dinner. And So I think that this is actually kind of hilarious in everyday life, in everyday moments, how brave can we be in allowing ourselves to get really comfortable making the hard choice, wash your hair. If that's going to be the thing that makes you feel, feel better. Like, yeah, then you have to dry it or it's going to be wet, but who fucking cares? Cause you feel better about it 
all day long or wear the outfit that is a little bit more annoying to where to drop off because that's going to raise your frequency all day long or move to Costa Rica because that's where your soul is calling you to go, even though it means renting out your house and moving across the country the, the country, the freaking oceans and relocating your family, you know, like start the new Instagram feed because that's what you're being called to do. I think when we can get into the practice of making these hard decisions, work out when you don't want to work out, show up for your business, when you don't want to show up for your business, you know, do the thing, even though all of logic, all of reasoning, all of the excuses, all of the evidence that you have says not to do that thing. But when we get into the practice every day of making that hard choice for ourselves, then these big choices and these big conversations and these big, bold, rebellious actions become easier to make because they become the habit. So this is actually super interesting, right? Because Jack has a really logical mind. You have a really, really matter of fact mind. And I was talking to one of my clients yesterday, actually, Kristen, who both Jack and I have worked with. I mean, she's inside the rebellion. She's been a private coaching client of both of ours. She's been in our world for a long time, but I was talking to Kristen and she was like, has yours and Jack's relationship just always been easy or have there been hard moments? Have there been hard decisions? And one thing I said to her was like, you know, we've made a lot of big decisions. We've gone through a lot of shit, but it's never felt hard. You know, and I think one of the reasons why is because your brain is so logical and because your mind remembers so much of what we say we're going to do of the strategic side of things of the, you know, the details and the deadlines and the dates and the times and all of these little minute things. And one of my favorite things about you, Jack, is that even though you have this like ridiculous memory bank of details and logic that literally lives in you, you're still able to pull yourself into your body to make choices from that place. Mm, 1000%. And this has been actually like such a huge thing for me is learning how to really like navigate my very defined Ajna that can be very logic driven as someone who really loves to be in her feminine, who loves to make decisions that don't make sense. A big thing for me has been seeing where the power is in my defined Ajna and in all the memories and remembering the details while at the same time shifting from only seeing the world as black and white. You know, when I wasn't fully in my power and with the defined Ajna, I really saw the world in fixed ways. I really mm. saw the world in black and white. And I was always right. And there was like no room for anything else. Do you know what I mean? And so there was like this energy. And you said this. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do I, do I know what you mean? <laughs> like every one of our listeners right now is like, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Like the, that's the way that 98% of the world sees every situation, black or white, labeled, defined, right or wrong, good or bad. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I do want to say that I think that our ability to make big, bold decisions comes from a place of being neutral. 
Mm. right? Being in the gray zone, which is super uncomfortable for a lot of us because we have to remove the labels and we have to remove what we think we know about something in order to make a decision from within ourselves. And in order to do that, we've got to be able to look at it from a neutral lens. Mm. Yeah. 1000%. Yeah. And going back to like this energy of really seeing the world in black and white, like there really wasn't room for fluidity. There wasn't room for the allowing. There wasn't room for the receiving. This is for a while, like very much for a long time where I was showing up in the disempowered masculine, because it was like, I can make that happen. I can force that. I can, do you know what I mean? Like it was, there was this like mm-hmm. driving energy there that wasn't actually serving me. Mm. How did you feel that in your body? Like, how did you know when you were in the disempowered masculine versus allowing yourself to be in that kind of neutral gray spot to make an empowered choice? I mean, truthfully, at the time, I don't even think I was in touch to feel anything in my body, but it felt very much like control, like very, you know, like very much in control, very much living in the realm then of predictability, because I feel like whenever we're controlling things, we're living in that realm Mm -hmm. of like what we know, what we can make happen. There was no feeling of magic. There was no feeling of possibility. There wasn't this feeling of expansion or lightness. Like, I don't know if heavy is the right word, but things just felt like dense matter of fact. Yeah. And I do think that the other side of this is that, you know, those logical decisions we tend to believe they come with some sort of predictability, right? Like when I make the logical choice, it's pretty easy for me to predict the outcome. And that feels like solid ground, right? That feels like the foundation that we think we need because we don't have that foundation within ourselves because we don't trust ourselves because the anchor isn't rooted in our truth yet. Right. So I think that that weight and that heaviness comes from that predictability in a sense. Like I'm, I have this vision of like the tin man, you know, like clunk, 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 clunk. There's no, and you nailed it when you said like, there's no fluidity, there's no movement, there's no space for spontaneity and predictability and spontaneity. They're not friends. You know, like they don't like one another. And so when we're trying to be in our feminine bodies and make these decisions that feel like us, which is often, you know, and we here we've labeled it, of course, like the hard decision or that big, bold decision is that it feels hard because it's unpredictable, right? It feels hard because we, we don't have a predicted outcome to connect with or to attach ourselves to. So I think it's actually the lightness and the airiness and the possibility of those big decisions that often feels really uncomfortable for people. And we're used to feeling that heaviness. Yeah. And it's really interesting because right now I'm obviously, you know, recycling back, like moving backwards, rewinding through like different experiences of my life. And the idea, like, yes, I have a very logical mind. When you said the word spontaneity, I've also always made very spontaneous decisions. And this is where, like, even when you look at my human design chart, like so many, I have nine or I've 
I have eight defined centers. So I always have these like competing pulling energies and my defined spleen has always been leading in my decision-making. So I have always made these decisions that don't make sense. That don't make sense to people around me that don't even really make sense to me, but I just feel this like energy that's like there and I can't deny it. And I move with it. And so ever since, I mean, I was a child, like when I was 12 years old, I told my parents I was going to move to California. And when I was 21, I did it. Like I had never been there and it didn't make any sense. And I was, you know, this little girl in this Canadian town, this small town in Canada, and I'd never been to California. And I decided I was going to pack up my car and drive across the country and, you know, figured it when I got there. And people questioned me all around. Like there were so many questions around this because the decision, the choice was like, didn't make any sense. Well, how are you going to get there? I'm going to get in my car and drive. Well, what are you going to do for work? I don't know. Where are you going to live? I don't know. Like I've very much always moved in this way. And when I think about when I started to like the times that I have made decisions from more of this logical mind it actually happened when we started to find a level of success within our business and we decided like to scale, we needed to look outside ourselves. We needed to bring in a system, a strategy. And this is where my logical mind really entered into our business. And this is when funny enough, things were really, really, really working within our business. And then they slowed down. And I think it was when this like logical mind took over and we tried to make sense of our business that our income became very predictable because we were moving in ways that were very predictable. We were making the choices, the investments, taking that next step that everyone told us you had to do. And when we finally decided that it was like literally killing our souls, that it was making us feel disconnected from our work and our truth and our message. And we decided to fully lead with our energy backed with aligned strategy. That's again, when we quickly pivoted in the other direction, when things started to work from this place of alignment and flow and desire. And we started compounding our results and our income and our impacts because we stopped allowing logic to dictate and we started allowing our desires to be the thing that moved us. We started to play. Imagine if we started to play in the field of wild potentiality. And I think this is what it comes back to for us. We are willing to make decisions and choices that don't make any sense out there, that don't make sense on paper because they make sense inside us. And these are why these decisions, these choices are often hard to explain. They're often the ones that get questions. That's like, what the fuck is happening in fam? Why did you start a new Instagram? Like all of these things. It's hard to explain when it's literally just a feeling inside you, a calling inside you and knowing inside you. And you just have this knowing when you don't follow it, like that's when everything crashes. That's when you feel like you need to burn it to the ground. But when you show up and make these power pivots and make these moves and make these choices because it feels right, because you're willing to, because you know there's growth and expansion on the other side, that's the magic moment. I have loved this conversation so much. I think it's so important that we recognize learning how to make decisions in a new way 
is such a process. And just like riding a bike or walking or breathing, it's something that we become so familiar with inside of ourselves that often we wouldn't think to have the conversation with friends or our journals about how we come to make these big decisions. And this really comes for us from living deep, deep, deeply embedded in our power, in our power as Rob, in our power as Jack, in our power as a business partnership. And as you start to activate your own power, as you start to have these conversations with your best friends and your mentors and your partners and your banker and your designer and your children and every single person in your world, what you're going to start to see is that not only does your decision-making process change, but the way others make decisions starts to change because who you are empowers others. And when you rebel against what you know to currently be true for yourself, you're also going to inadvertently inspire other people to tap deeper into themselves. And the beautiful thing about that is that then you see your partner rise and you see your children rise and you see your employees rise and your clients rise and your friend circle rise. And this is what it's all about, the collective energy, right? So doing this work for yourself is where to start to create the ripple out and being in your power is what's going to inspire you to make harder decisions, bigger decisions, more expansive decisions, decisions that are going to change not only your trajectory in the world, but also the way you experience the world itself. So if you're ready to do this, if you're ready to harness a new way, learn how to make decisions that feel like you learn how to strip the conditions that are keeping you stuck in the patterns that are the you, as you know, her and start to make choices that feel like the expanded you and that lead to more on top of more femme power principles is honestly, without a doubt, the place to start. These seven principles changed my life. They changed the way I facilitate myself. They changed the way that I hold myself accountable, the standard to which I hold myself accountable. They changed what I want for myself, how I show up for what I want for myself. They changed the work I do, the patience I have, the trust that I'm able to lie within, even when things go sideways or, or get crazy or feel super, super dense. Um, these principles have literally led me to where I am. And so Fem Power Principles is open for enrollment. It is our signature program and everything that you know as Fem, the wealth, the pleasure, the more on top of more, the abundance, the wealth frequency, the yes, please, more, please, the big, bold, rebellious actions that lead to lives and stories that we can't wait to tell that all starts here. It all starts in power and the seven femme power principles are going to lead you there. So you can find the link for that program in our show notes. I highly recommend the moment you're ready to change your reality, that this is where you begin because you're going to be guided home to yourself here. You're going to be guided home to your source of power and stop looking elsewhere. And that's what it's all about. Thank you, Rebel Women, for joining us here inside 
the Femme Podcast. As always, if you liked this episode and if it ignited something within you, please go leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share it on the socials. We've got a brand new Instagram feed at this is Femme underscore. You'll find a whole new frequency there, a whole new level of conversation all anchored in wealth, power, and pleasure. So go give the podcast a share on the socials, support the message and the work that we're doing with women in the world. And let's build the rebel way. We love you so much. And we'll see you next week here at the Fem podcast. Mm-hmm.